and so I, I wanted to kind of start off by just telling you a little bit about yeah. about learning, just learning. Yeah. You know, as a learn, you know, I have all kinds of learners in my classroom, and learners learn in different ways, right? Learners learn in different ways, and there's a point to this. It's not like I'm just trying to tell you how I do my job, but gotcha. but you got to know your learners. Some are auditory learners. Some are visual. Some are some are hands-on. They need that, you know, to get in there and just attack, you know, some kind of enjoyable way to learn. Mm -hmm. That's hands-on tactile learning. But the Bible's no different. Mm -hmm. Actually, our pursuing of the Lord is not different. In fact, the Book of Hebrews particularly uh, touches two matters. It touches our hearing, and it touches our seeing. Touches our hearing and our seeing, but I would say even hands-on is also in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm going to kind of start with a verse, some verses in Matthew actually, mm -hmm. um, and, and you can jot them down if you want to jot them down. But um, the verses are in Matthew 17:5, mm -hmm. and so just a little intro. You know, Paul has been attributed to writing Hebrews, and Paul was a Jew among Jews. And he actually, when, when he heard people calling on the name of the Lord, remember, he tried to throw them into prison, and he knew them by their calling. But because he was, he was a Jew, he was actually a top Jew, and he really was firm in Judaism. But things changed. Things changed for Paul, right? Um, and in this, in this book, it, starting in chapter 1, we need to see, first, our hearing is checked. Our hearing is checked. Um, and so let's read, let's read some verses in Matthew to kind of go along with this. Mm -hmm. It's Matthew 17, verse 5. And actually, this, this section here is a really good section to get into. Um, this is on the Lord being transfigured. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say um, let's let's read verse five together. How about that? If you have it, okay. Oh, actually, we might have some different ones. So okay. So how about um, Alexa? How about you read verse verse five to us? Yes, and how about someone else with a different version? You want to do that? Go ahead, Luann. Okay, um, verse 6. Verse 5. Verse 5. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my son, the beloved, in whom I have found my delight. Hear him. Very good. So this, this is a very good verse here because... A few verses before, when he was being transfigured, two people showed up. Who showed up? Anyone know who showed up there? Two from the Old Testament. Was Elijah one? Elijah and? Moses. Moses. So those two showed up. They were there. And Peter, in his, I know, anxiousness, I guess, yeah, yeah. would be a good word for it said, let's set up three tents for these three. 
the Lord, Moses, and Elijah. But then there's a voice out of the heavens, right? right? And this is what the voice said. This is my beloved son in whom I have found my delight. Hear him. Hear him. So we need to hear him. And then how about someone read verse 8? Verse 8. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. Wow. So here we see, we, we actually see the hearing. We need to hear him. And actually, when you lift up your eyes, there's only Jesus there. Mm-hmm. So um, you, I know you all started reading Hebrews mm-hmm. um, last week, probably sometime at the beginning of the week last week maybe, or the week before. Mm-hmm. The very first verse in Hebrews actually points out that we need to what? What does it say there? It says that God has spoken of old in many portions in many ways, mm-hmm. but as at the last of these days spoken to us in the Son. He's spoken to us in the Son. And in Matthew it says, hear Him. So I know we're all busy. We're all busy students, teachers. We all have kind of different jobs. But how often are we hearing? How often are we listening? Right? So we, I just want to impress upon you at the beginning of Hebrews, we need to hear Him. Then you go on in the first 11 chapters of Hebrews, it goes on pointing out this one, Jesus. Not Moses, not Elijah, not even Paul. It points out Jesus as the one, as the one that is the superior one. Right? He's more superior than the law. He's more superior than the angels. He's more the, the covenant that He created in His blood is a more superior covenant. Right. And so we need to see this in the first few chapters of Hebrews. Christ is the one that's superior. And we need to see Him. And we need to hear Him. Um, And then if you go on a little even further, we realize that... Sorry, my little device here. We see that um, there, there is a journey that's going on in chapter 11. A journey of faith. And the journey of faith really started in the Old Testament around Abel's time. What did Abel do? Abel actually put proper offerings to God because he listened to his parents. He heard from his parents, this is the way you should offer, according to the skins, right? According to the offerings that they would take the blood and they would offer the blood and the skins they would put on because that's what he heard from his parents. And so um, this journey of faith, of course, continued with Abraham, right? The father of faith, right? And Noah, he found favor with God. Right? So this is the journey of faith that you see in chapter 11. So then you come to chapter 12. And I don't want to go into chapter 12 yet. Um, first of all, you, also, you see all of these, these matters related to the superiority of Christ. But then you also have five warnings in Hebrews. You have five warnings. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you can pick these up. There's some warnings embedded in these first 11 chapters. And then chapter 12 is the the fifth warning. The first one is in chapter number 2. It says to give heed to what has been spoken concerning the Son. So again, our hearing. 
give heed to what has been spoken concerning him. And number two, do not uh, come short of the promised rest. Give heed to what you have heard. And in those verses, it talks about having an evil heart of unbelief. And if you have an evil heart of unbelief, then you'll miss the rest that's only in Christ. It's only in Jesus. Right? And then in uh, the third one, the third warning actually is like a hands-on kind of warning. It's be brought onto maturity to enjoy the solid food of the Word. This is very hands-on. Because we can get into the Word day by day, and we can enjoy the Word, we can chew on the Word, eat the Word by pray reading, and reading and praying. This is very Mm hands-on. So that's another type of learning, right? It's just by getting in there and enjoying the Word, Mm -hmm. right? And this is to be brought on to maturity. Mm -hmm. And actually it says in, I can't remember the verse, but it says that you'll have a problem if you become dull of hearing. Do you know your growth may have an issue if you're dull of hearing? Mm -hmm. I know my kids in my class, if they're not listening, don't miss the, you know, like today, today I talked about graphing, right? And uh, systems of equations. And it's like, if, if you're dull of hearing, you're not listening, you're going to miss the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to grow mathematically. So the same way in the Lord, we don't want to be dull of hearing. Right. He may be even, we enjoyed a verse last week, right? In, in Zechariah, that he even may whistle to us. Mm-hmm. Even a gentle whistle. Are we listening for it? We have to be listening. The Lord in His Word, when we get into the Word, He may speak something very directly to us. So we need to have good ears to hear. We don't want to be dull. Um, And then the fourth warning is to come forward. Right? Right? Paul is one, when he left Judaism, he was fully in. He fully came forward, forgetting all the things behind, forgetting all of the past, forgetting all of what he was involved with, and he just came forward by the blood of Jesus he, so that we can enter in. We can enter in. We'll talk about a little, little more about that today. But the final warning is in, verse, in chapter 12. It's really to run the race. Number one, to run the race. The Christian life is a race. Sometimes I see people going around the track and they got so tired they started walking. Well, that's not, that's really not running the race. That's, that's walking. And um, if we mean business with the Lord, we would run the race. The Christian life is a life of pursuing and running the race. In fact, Paul, you know, likened the Christian race to running. And so maybe, uh, you know, in the very first chapter of, or very first Verses in chapter 12, I'm going to look them up here if you want to look them up in Hebrews. And you'll enjoy this a little bit later in your reading. Mm -hmm. Let me pull these up. Because there's some cross-reference verses here that we need to pick up. Mm -hmm. Let me pull this up here. Okay, so verse 2 says, Looking away unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So who is the one that perfects us on this journey of faith, it's Jesus. But he can't perfect us in our journey of faith unless we're looking to him, looking away from everything else. You know, how many got 
had got entangled today by something. Did anyone get entangled by something? What does that mean? It means like you're running, right? You're running a race. And the goal is that finish line. And you know the prize is there. But something just got in your way. It could be someone cut you off on the free. That's usually my, my case. Someone cuts me off. Oh, wow, I'm not running the race anymore. Right? Or maybe you're just so wrapped up in your studies, you've got to be prepared for your exams, right? You could get entangled by that. And that's a good thing. So it's not just something bad, even though sins can come in in this verse. It talks about sins. But it also means you can be encumbered in this verse. Encumbered. Encumbered. That means you're just weighed down. Runners, if you ever look at runners, how they're dressed up, they're dressed as light as possible. Even their shoes are the lightest shoes. They wear everything so light, so they're not weighed down. They can get to that finish line the fastest. The goal is to get to the finish line, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord Jesus. So these verses, so it's it's related to run. It's related to run. And I'm going to point out these verses to you, and you can jot them down if you want to. The first one is 1 Corinthians Mm 9.24. Do you not know that those who run on a race course all run? But one receives the prize, run in this way that you may lay hold. So we're not here in a competitive spirit trying to run everyone else off the course, right? We're actually just running for the prize, right? And so we need to run in this way. And then um, in 1 Corinthians 9.26, I therefore run in this way. That's Paul, right? And this verse is after his conversion, he, he had this feeling he is in a race. His Christian life is a race of, it's a, it's a Christian life of running a race. Yeah. And then Philippians, it says, I pursue toward the goal. This is Philippians 3.14. Toward the goal for the prize to which God in Christ has called me upward. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going for the prize. And then the last verse I want to share with you is 2 Timothy 4.7. And you know that Paul, imprisoned, still, he was running the race. He, here he is in prison, running the race. This is Paul. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. There's the faith again. That's the journey of faith that Paul was on. So this journey of faith is actually a race. And we just pray, Lord... Keep us on the track where there's no exits. We don't want to veer off here. We don't want to get off the freeway, so to speak. Um, we want to run the race. And so we pray, Lord, how about today? What about my hearing? Lord, what about my seeing? I need to look away unto Jesus. When we do that, you don't get distracted. Those things that cause you to swerve off um, or miss aim even. Oh, Lord Jesus. So, what is the way? So, what is this way? In John it says, Jesus is the way and the reality and the life. So this race course is a way. It's a way. So in, in Hebrews, it really talks about one person. You look away unto Jesus. You run the race, which is Jesus. You're in the way, which is Jesus. So everything in Hebrews is related to this superior one. It's just Jesus. So, so in the morning, it's good. You wake up, 
Lord, I give you my race today. What about my running today? May I really hear you? May I see you? May I not get entangled with anything else or anyone else? Lord, take me through this day. Oh, Lord. Amen. Amen.